0: Please be seated. Well, today is Pentecost Sunday, and on Pentecost Sunday we celebrate the gift of the Holy Spirit descending in a mighty rush of wind and flame to inspire the church's proclamation of Christ's rising and to empower its mission and ministry in the world. Today, we celebrate the beginning of all of this. Now, two of the symbols that are traditionally associated with Pentecost Sunday are wind and fire. And and you may have heard that in the passage that Dr. Mastin read for us just moments ago here from Acts 2. When the day of Pentecost had come, they were all together in one place, and that's the disciples. They were all together together. And suddenly from heaven there came the sound like a rush of violent wind, and it filled the entire house where they were sitting, and divided tongues as of fire appeared among them, and a tongue rested on each of them. Now we'll come back to the wind in a moment, but the traditional liturgical color today is red. You'll notice the red stoles. And that's representing the fire of the Holy Spirit. Now, this morning, I will preach from the book of Romans, chapter 8. Paul here is teaching about the role of the Holy Spirit in the life of individual Christians and in the life of the community of the church. And so I want to invite you to turn there now in the Bibles that you brought with you from home to Romans, chapter 8, or in the Bibles that are in front of you or perhaps to go there on your mobile devices. In fact, this morning, I'm going to ask you to to do that regardless of whether you're going to turn to Scripture there. If you have a smartphone with you, I want you to take it out. Go ahead and find it in your purse or in your pocket, and, and go ahead and take it out, and just set it on your lap or in the seat next to you. You're going to use this a little bit later in worship. But before we get back to the wind and before we go on to the mobile devices, I want to read this scripture for you. From Romans chapter 8, beginning at verse 14. Paul writes, For all who are led by the Spirit of God are children of God. For you did not receive a spirit of slavery to fall back into fear, but but you have received a spirit of adoption. And when we cry, Abba, Father, it is that very Spirit bearing witness with our spirit that we are children of God. And if children, then heirs, heirs of God and joint heirs with Christ, if in fact we suffer with him so that we may also be glorified with him. Friends, this is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Now, this morning, I'd like for us to explore two roles that the Holy Spirit plays in the life of the Christian, and that is the unifying power of the Holy Spirit and the transforming power of the Holy Spirit. First, the Holy Spirit unifies. Right here in verse 14, Paul writes that all who are led by the Spirit are children of God. And so if I am a child of God, and if you are a child of God, then we are all part of the family of God. The the Holy Spirit incorporates and unifies us into one family. Family. Is that good? Is that a good thing? Yes? Yes? No. Sometimes, uh, it's a it's a it's a real question. It's and it's uh, because what does that word family? What does it bring up for you? What is the ideal? And what is the reality? Ideally, family is is a home base. A source of comfort and support, of of healthy instruction and correction. A place to to celebrate life's great joys and a source of refuge when life is hard. The reality is that families are complicated. There is love and there is conflict. There are times when, when we experience unconditional love and support and there is disappointment. There are unmet expectations, and at times, far worse. As groups of imperfect people, families can provide the highest of highs and the lowest of lows. Where does your experience fall on that spectrum? In our scripture today, Paul says that when we choose to follow Jesus, the the Holy Spirit incorporates us into God's family. We move from from being off on our own to being a part of God's family. You, You see, the church is not like a family. It is a family in a deep and profound way. Jesus said, whoever does the will of my father is my brother, my sister, and mother. The church is family. So ideally, church is a home base, a source of comfort, support, of healthy instruction and correction, a place to celebrate life's great joys and a source of refuge when life is hard. The reality is that churches are complicated. There is love and there is conflict. There there are times when we experience unconditional love and support, and there is disappointment, unmet expectations, and sometimes far worse. As groups of imperfect people, churches can provide the highest of highs and the lowest of lows. Where does your church experience fall on that spectrum? So what are the implications? What, is that? what does that mean for you? What does that mean for us as a church family? Now, this week, I had the opportunity to step into one of the meetings of one of our church teams, and they were faithfully wrestling with how to best serve the church, with how to best serve serve us. They considered all sides of this particular issue together pushing and pulling in passionate but respectful and loving dialogue, offering differing viewpoints, but all with the same goal in mind. And, and it was not an easy conversation they were having, but it was beautiful and inspiring to see people in our church family, authentically wrestling to understand with how the Spirit was leading them. That was church. You see, the very act of their wrestling is an act of faith that demonstrates their belief that God will work through the process of their pushing and pulling as they learn together, no matter how difficult. This is what it looks like to be a family. This is what it looks like to be church. Imperfect people learning to love perfectly. Which brings us to the second role of the Holy Spirit. This is the transformational power of the Spirit because we are not left to do this learning on our own. This learning to love perfectly. Throughout Scripture, the Holy Spirit transforms. We can find example after example. We find it in our own lives as the Spirit moves us from being rebels against God to children of God. We see it when the Spirit takes this Early group of disciples sitting around after Jesus' ascension and turns them into a movement from 13 or 12 to an estimated 2.4 billion today. Have you ever tried running into the wind? I had a good friend growing up that I played baseball with, and and he could hit, and he could throw, but he was not what you would call fleet of foot. One of our coaches used to say that watching him run the bases was like watching someone trying to run into the wind. Have you ever experienced that sensation, perhaps running or, or perhaps on a bicycle, this unseeable force pushing back against you. As some of you in here know my story of coming to understand my call into ministry. For a number of years, I ran hard from it. Through college, I moved from major to major. I looked for fulfillment in, in all kinds of places until I reached a, a pretty significant Low point. And, and it's a longer story than that that I'm happy to share over a cup of coffee sometime, but, but I can remember the day that I made the decision to be faithful in how I perceived that God was calling me. When I chose to go where the Spirit was compelling me to go, when i became a willing participant from that moment it was though i stopped running into the wind and there has been an imperceivable force compelling me forward ever since it, it, the spirit seeks to transform but but we must also become willing participants How are you participating in God's call on your life? God has a call on each and every one of us. How are you participating in that? How are you participating in the process of learning to love perfectly? One of the ways that we do that here at First Presbyterian Church, one of the ways that we that we learn and discover what that call is and and how to join in is through education. You you see, we believe that that what we learn, what we know, what, what is up here determines what we do. And what we do determines what we are becoming. And we also recognize that the last couple of years have, have changed the social and cultural landscape in ways that, that we do not yet fully understand. It, we're wrestling with questions. You know, how, is the, how is the Spirit working to transform us, and what does it look like to do and be church in a world changed by a pandemic, in a culture that is spiritually hungry but institutionally suspicious? How do we do that? And we need to discover that together as a church. We need your help. Whether you are at home or in person here today, whether you are a longtime member or this is your first time visiting us, we need your help. Will you help us? we'd like you to answer a few questions. And so whether you are here in person or at home, I want you to take out your mobile device. Go ahead and open up the camera on that mobile device. And in the bottom left-hand corner of your bulletin this morning, you'll see a QR code that we would like you to scan, and a link will pop up. We'd like you to follow that link. If you are watching this on the live stream, in the bottom right-hand corner of your screen, you will see that QR code. Go ahead and scan it and follow the link. If you've been unsuccessful in doing that, you've been sent an email that arrived in your inbox, if we have your email address this morning. And in that email, you will find a link to this survey. If that is unsuccessful, and you have the church app, if you open up the church app at the very top, you will see Christian Education Survey. We'd like you to open that. And if you are like me, and you just like holding on to a piece of paper, we'd like you to raise your hand, and our ushers and greeters will gladly bring you one of these surveys now. So raise your hand if you have not been able to do that. Also, if on your phone you've been unsuccessful, it may be helpful to turn your Wi-Fi off. Sometimes that can be helpful. Down here in the front, Bradford, I know we've got at least one person that would like to use a hard copy. And so you'll see there a survey asking a few questions about Christian education. We want to know, are you interested in growing your faith through Christian ed? We also understand that this is a changing landscape and that Most folks now have access to technology for Zoom and and perhaps that's a way that you have found that you learn better. We want to know, do you prefer Zoom or in-person? And we'd like to know even further what that might look like at church or in individual homes if that's in-person. Let us know what days of the week. And and you can click any of those that apply. We understand that, that... that our schedules no longer are tailored such that there is one day set aside for church and so we want to craft ministries that can meet you where you are and with what your needs are we'd also like you to indicate what time of day you'll also see there a question about meals we currently serve a meal on wednesday nights does does food does the presence of food increase your likelihood of attending Let us know what age group you, you file into because kind of we want to see are there trends and, and are there ways that we need to be meeting the different needs. And finally, what type of class would interest you the most? What sort of structure? Is it a small group? Is it a lecture style perhaps? Is it kind of single session seminars? Um, we currently offer all of those, but we want, to, we want to be sure and emphasize what is going to meet the needs of our church. Finally, you'll find a section there just to put any other comments that you, that you might have, and we welcome those. And then just click Submit, or if you're filling that out in paper, you can just leave that in your pew, and we'll get that at the end of worship today. And when you are done, if you would just look up at me and say, Amen. Nice job. figured if I just talked long enough, you'd do it. Friends, as a church, where are we being led by the Spirit? How is the Spirit seeking to transform us? How is the Spirit seeking to transform this church? And how are we going to get there? Chris Arnade was a Wall Street bond trader for 20 years. And before leaving to be, uh, excuse me, for 20 years, um, he left Wall Street uh, to become a photographer and author, covering addiction and poverty in America. And he recently published a book entitled The McDonald's Test, chronicling poverty across the U.S. on a micro level through pictures of individual people. And through interviews. He went to and visited, as he puts it, those places and neighborhoods where you are told not to go. And on his journey, he found himself visiting a number of churches. In an interview about the book, he says this, I was certainly an atheist when I began. It's more complicated now. I visited churches for the same reason I was going to McDonald's. It was where the people I was speaking to were going. I didn't discriminate. I I just went to whatever church was there. Like McDonald's, the churches worked. They were often the only institutions that were lit up and functional. Usually, they were storefront operations. You'd go down a street that was boarded up, derelict buildings, and there was a church. Its doors weren't closed. There aren't many success stories in my book. There's almost nobody who got out of a negative lifestyle. The only people who succeeded did it through faith, through the church. And so I had at first a grudging respect and then a full-blown respect for what churches are doing. The only people who succeeded did it That sort of admission is significant in the eyes of someone who doesn't believe there's a God. Friends, we have the opportunity to join in with what God is already doing in our community, to move with the Spirit, to begin running with the wind, to make an impact here you see, because there is something about faith, there is something about the movement of the Spirit that changes lives, that unifies us and transforms communities. And so let's continue, or perhaps for many of us, let's start learning how to do that together. Can we learn to be that group of imperfect people learning to love perfectly. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.
1: Friends, this is the joyful feast of the people of God. People will come from east and west, from north and south, and sit at table in the kingdom of God. Jesus said, Come to me, all who are weary and are carrying heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you, you will find rest for your souls. This is the Lord's table. Jesus is our gracious host and invites all those who trust in him and to share the feast that he has prepared. Let's pray. Holy and gracious God, it is good and right that we lift up to you thanks and praise for the self-giving love that you lavish upon us. Today, we remember the unshakable and unconditional love your Son has for all people. It reminds us of the kind of love we are called to show one another. The bread and the juice serve as tangible tokens of your grace. And that you call us to love one another just as you have loved us. May this meal be a source of inspiration and courage that we might follow your example and lavish love upon one another in our congregation, families, neighborhoods, communities, and beyond. Send your spirit to preside with us that we might be transformed and nourished for the journey ahead. Through Christ our Lord, we pray. Amen. The Lord Jesus, on the night of his arrest, took bread, and after giving thanks to God, he broke it and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take, eat, this is my body given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, he took the cup, saying, This cup is the new covenant, sealed in my blood, shed for you for the forgiveness of sins. Whenever you drink of it, do this in remembrance of me. Whenever you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the saving death of our risen Lord until he comes again. These are the gifts of God for you, the people of God. Take and eat.